to see for yourselves one of the most amazing events. When is this great experiment for me? Impervious to heat, impossible to move. Is it human or inhuman? Gentlemen, do you realize what we've found? It's time for the Beaky Drummy Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Hello, and welcome to the Geeky Brewing Podcast, live at Millennium Point. Say hello to our lovely audience. Hello, everybody. Hello. We thought we'd just quickly explain why we're doing this screening, and that's why I've roped in Mr. Peter Burke to come up on stage with us, who is the lovely founder of Not Another Comic Con. Pete, do you want to explain what Not Another Comic Con is? Not Another Comic Con was born out of me doing my master's course and loving comics and being told I had to just do an event, so... I decided, why don't I just do a comic book convention? And such was the popularity, success, as well received as it was in the local area. Uh, We're going again, and we're going again massive and big, and four or five times the size of the original event. And we're doing lots of promo like this, putting films on, doing podcasts. We've got the, the YouTube channel that's started. We've got some great film crew with us today who are BCU students. We've got everyone working on everything. Website's looking fantastic. Uh, and it's kind of snowballing into like a much bigger than I ever thought it could be kind of thing. Yeah. So Pete asked us to get involved, was it about October last year? Yeah. I wanted to go again. And last time it was me and a couple of students that kind of helped out where they could. And I just didn't think it was something I could go and do again just on my own. Just working and family commitments. I just didn't think I had time to do everything. So I thought, well... Let's surround myself with good people who have got the same kind of like-minded interests and let's try and build something that we can have on kind of cross-platforms and and kind of bringing an even wider local audience and and kind of take it from there. When we started organising the Comic-Con, something we always wanted to do with Geeky Brimmy is share the geeky love to as many people as possible, so... We thought about doing film screenings. We thought about doing accessible films that everybody loves and that are classics. So the first one we chose was, of course, Batman 1966. And Pete, this one's close to your heart. Adam West was and is my Batman. And I've just realised that I was meant to change my shirt to put a Batman shirt on. It's it's him literally back there and I've left (laughs) Superman on. So as soon as this is finished... You need to edit it out, so I've just got a Batman T-shirt on. We run a very professional operation. Absolutely. Um, but the whole Adam West thing, he was my Batman growing up. When he was meant to appear at LFCC, the other half had bought me like the Diamond Pass so I could go and see him and meet him and spend some time with him and stuff, and obviously he sadly passed. As heartbreaking as that was at that moment, then Kevin Smith stepped in, who, who was also a massive hero of mine and was then truly amazing. And when people say never meet heroes, meet Kevin Smith because he's amazing. The devastation of losing my Batman to... The how brilliant Kevin was, and it kind of that roller coaster of just made me love the situation even more. And one of the things about that convention was they had the '66 Batmobile there, and someone had brought a couple of roses along and just dropped them onto the bonnet, which was beautiful. But then my mind went to, oh, it's just like Crime Alley. Keith and Lee, you also appear on the Geeky Brewing podcast every Saturday. Mm-hmm. Who's your Batman's of choice? Obviously, Adam West is the, the first one that yep. I'd seen because I used to watch it when it was screened on ITV back in the uh, possible late 70s, early 80s. Screen-wise, mine's always going to be Kevin Conroy for the animated Batman. Uh, if I had to pick a real, live, breathing human being representation of it, it would have to be um, Michael Keaton. Really? I mean, I'm the worst person to answer this question. But um, I'd probably, yeah, I think I'd probably go with Michael Keaton as well, just because 
that was the first Batman thing I'd seen. So I I'm just really glad no one said George Clooney then. <laughs> oh wait, yeah, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> so myself, it's always been Adam West has got a very special place in my heart. It's uh, my me and my dad used to watch the reruns on TV when they were being shown. It was, I I can't beat a bit of campy Batman fun, and that's the whole thing that. I loved about Adam West and Burt Ward's interpretation of Batman and Robin. They brought fun to it. And I think since the Michael Keaton era, Batman's always been viewed to be this dark, sinister character. And that's not actually where he came from, this Golden Age comics. It was always, especially in the 60s, 70s era, Batman was not... He was a crime fighter, but it was a fun crime fighter at the same time. Yeah, he had uh, some one-liners and yeah. little bits of kind of... Jovial quips and what have you. The gadgetry always interested me as a kid. I mean, the Batmobile, it's its a beautiful... Where does he get those wonderful toys? Yes. <laughs> I mean, that beautiful Batmobile, I think, is still an iconic vehicle to this day. The Batcop to that you'll see in the film in a little bit. The Batboat, the Batbicycle. The guy just couldn't stop using Bat on everything, <laughs> could he? Well, how to push your brand. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised that nowadays you just have merchandising rights all over that with Batman. The problem I have with that is, what if he decided to go into baseball and just have the Bat-Bat? <laughs> That's blown. There was actually um, Brave and the Bold. Yes. They had a baseball mm-hmm. Heroes versus Villains episode, which <laughs> adopted every bit of kind of camp fun of the 66 show, where Batman kind of gave these kind of rousing pep talk, because <laughs> Joker had a secret powerful arm that was making all the balls go... <laughs> shooting past them it was it was horrific i know that's been part of the fun with the batman 66 which has carried on throughout batman and it's always been an underlying thread is that campy humor is always just bubbling under the surface waiting to reappear i mean the batman and robin movie although wasn't the most loved batman and robin movie i think i really worry where you're going does anybody like batman and robin no 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 cool (laughs) But there's still that. I think they tried to call back and it failed miserably. But there was still trying to get. I'm just thinking of Arnold Schwarzenegger's ice puns in (laughs) uh, the George Clooney one. Yes. But around that time, those films were judged against the films of its time. So it's essentially an action film. And you had between kind of Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, like the same time The Matrix came out. Yeah. How do you compete in that market? Like, let's go and do some camp fun. But Keanu <laughs> Reeves is doing something amazing with CGI that no one's ever seen before. <laughs> it's just, it's, it, it's a, a completely uncomparable set of circumstances. Mm-hmm. Keith, what does Batman 66 mean to you? Problems with bombs is one. <laughs> and, um, yeah, always have a belt with an aerosol for bat uh, emergencies on you all the time, I think. Although I'm not sure whether that's like a good thing now with all the climate change stuff. Was that because of like you know, Batman spraying lots of, of sharks <laughs> a lot? With, they probably weren't CFC-free sprays. Um, so it's a bit of a tricky uh, one. But yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's the TV show grown yeah. large. It's, like, it's, mm-hmm. like, it's just more... Of, of what was good about that TV show. I mean, that was the thing that always got me. It was species-specific bat sprays. So it was like, was, was there a box underneath the floor that was on display just in case they carried another species that wasn't available? So, like, Batman sprays were essentially the, the Noah's Ark of the how to defeat whichever animal it was. It was literally hundreds and thousands of different species of spray just in case he, in North America, he happened to come across them. <laughs> Yes, this is my ocelot spray. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Another thing that the Batman 66 
series brought to us was the amazing cast of supervillains that we saw. I mean, and they are still household names. They go alongside Batman nowadays. I mean, we've got the Joker movie coming up. Cesar Romero is always my personal Joker. I, I was so tempted today to white up so I had like my beard hair like he used to have during the thing and do green hair and just look as shabby as he did, but I just couldn't find the kind of pinky purple... I just I love that. You wouldn't get that in a TV series nowadays. It's like, no, don't don't touch the moustache. No, no. Well, they tried to in Justice League. There was a, a horrendous moustache. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I situation. mean, perhaps that's what they should have done with Henry Cavill in, in that and just, just make, done it as makeup rather than uh, <laughs> as CGI. But again, Catwoman, Riddler, Mr. Freeze, the Penguin. It's the ones that were amazing bad guys, like False Face. Yeah. I thought that episode w- was amazing. Of the original TV series, obviously, and then he's just and not a character that's used often. I mean, I mean, there's things like Condiment King. We can leave Condiment King well alone. <laughs> I th- I would like a dark, gritty reboot with Condiment King <laughs> right now. I would love to see Zack Schneider's version of Condiment King. I think, half of the system be taken down. I was thinking like a Christopher Nolan version, actually. <laughs> yeah, Nolan's the trying, trying to kind of find like some deep damage. meaning in uh, Condiment King. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's seen the recent remasters of the, the original show in HD. How, how beautiful it actually is, the colour and the, 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 how the crispness of all the costumes and all the kind of background details mm-hmm. and stuff. Because when I saw it on, in, the, in the 70s, it was you know, a pretty shabby uh, reproduction well, on a terrible cathode ray tube TV. But the, the, the remasters are absolutely gorgeous. I've never realised Batman's cow was purple until re-watching it on like a... DVD version because to me the the terrible 80s version that I got as a child on the little TV in the corner, that, that bat suit always looked just black and grey. Robin's costume you can see from six miles off. <laughs> that's that's still my favourite scene, when they were disarming the bomb and Batman had handed him the shield and the idea was that after the, the bomb hadn't gone off the shield was going away and obviously they gave Burt Ward like the worst costume and no cape. <laughs> so he folds it and does that gesture to go like I'm putting it back in my utility belt and kind of leans across but kind of puts it next to a table and props it up with seamless precision. Yeah, well, I think that for a Batman and Robin combination, those two have worked really great as well. I mean, they, they just riffed off each other. I don't think any of the other versions of Batman and Robin we've had across many versions have ever kind of had that playful interaction and that really closeness. They did um, they did a little kind of low budget Beyond the Batcave film. Yeah. Um, oh, I think a good ten, fifteen years ago, or something like that. And, uh, Frank Gorsin was still alive, and Julie Newmar, and and what have you. I think the rest of the cast had died at that point, understandably. Um, and they kind of did flashback kind of moments to filming, and there was lots of times they really didn't get on, mainly because Bert thought uh, Adam was going slow with. His dialogue. So that was a, that was a big problem for them, but uh, apparently they, they moved on from that and were good friends. Well, apparently Burt Ward spent most of the filming time in hospital because Adam West was really good friends with Burt Ward's stunt double and they'd go off and have a beer 
and leave Bert Ward, Bert Ward to do all the stunts. <laughs> so he was constantly being fired out of cannons, <laughs> thrown off on the bat cycle when the little skidoo go kart thing, and he was constantly, constantly injuring himself. But it was his first acting job, and he thought that was normal for the stunt double to only like pop in occasionally. And he very much had to tuck in them shorts as well. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been the biggest injury of all. Going back to not another Comic Con and the celebration of Batman 80, uh, Forbidden Planet International who are one of the big supporters of Not Another Comic Con. They've given us a big range of prizes. Uh, FBI and Kevin up in Glasgow, uh, who's the retail director, he's he's pumped in, um, for a convention of our size, a lot of money. Money that really we, we wouldn't be happening without that. Uh, so that's wonderful from them. But it's not just the, oh, there's some money. that They've got Worlds Apart, Nostalgia Comic, whichever one you still want to call it, coming on the day. And they've got an entire wing of the kind of uh, the retail section of the actual convention. And just the money for those kind of tables, the opportunity gives us with the, the fact that they're pushing our social medias, any of our posts they put out. I mean, they've got millions of followers who they're putting our kind of small Birmingham-based convention on and each day we're picking up new followers, new questions, new people asking, is this merchant going to be there? Is that small press? Is that creator going to be And so it's it's given us a, a level of audience that I don't think we could have reached without their support. So they've been absolutely amazing. So especially Surfer Dave as well, who's many people here would know is the, the store manager for Nostalgia Worlds Apart and he's been absolutely phenomenal in terms of his support, his time and just everything that anyone could do for me. They've literally gone above and beyond and done so that's major thanks to them. It's the joy of having Worlds Apart and Slash Nostalgia and Comics in Birmingham. It is the oldest comic book store still functioning in the UK. They've been really good to us. Keith, you did a little documentary which we'll be watching just before the film. Yeah, just because I knew they were doing the refit uh, over a couple of weeks, I just decided to pop in there every kind of Monday just to check just to chart it and just see actually what changed. And it was surprising how many people were affected by the fact that things that they'd seen or had been part of their comic buying history for so long was was going to disappear, like the posters that were on the back wall, the Batman Returns one, and for some people, what was under that, because there used to be a Star Trek uh, three, I think, search for Spock one, and there were some yeah. Vampirella posters and stuff on there. It's quite interesting how many people that perhaps even don't live in the city but have very fond memories of that being a, a, a focal point for them and their comic buying history and meeting friends and meeting people and stuff. So it's good to see that there are still places in the city that, that resonate with people for a long time after they uh, maybe have stopped going or whatever it is. So it was good to, to see that people really do appreciate and, and love that place. I mean, hands up in the audience who's ever been to Nostalgia and Comics. I'm going to say it's pretty much nearly yeah, that's nearly everyone here. Yeah. It's been a big part of my childhood. I remember going in when I was knee-high to my dad, and that was the place that you go to for anything geeky in Birmingham. It was the only place for anything geeky in Birmingham at that time. And that small but Queensway story is still really close to my heart. And I remember that Batman Returns poster, and I remember seeing all the giant figurines going... This is what I'd really like. There's loads of cool stuff here. And the, the people they've had in that store that have done sign-ins. I mean, over the over the years, they've had Alan Moore in there, Dave Gibbons. They've had Dan Green, uh, John Ramota Jr., Neil Gaiman. All of these kind of people have gone through those doors. There's been a lot of good, you know, impressive creators that have been there and done sign-ins and been in that shop for a long, long, many long years. They've got a very nice, personalised Stanley signed. They, yeah, they do, don't they? Um signed photo of Stan and Spider-Man upstairs which is just beautiful I know Stan put his signature around a little bit but it's still <laughs> little old Birmingham on the scale of the enormity yeah. of the planet that Stan's got you got something personal from one of the, the kind of main people for any kind of geek out there alright I think it's time for our little giveaway 
We're going to do the giveaway. There's a giveaway. Yeah. There's a, yes. There is a giveaway. Keith is going to be dispatched into the uh, audience. Am, am I going? Yeah. To, yes, it's going to be first hand up for oh, this. don't put that pressure so on me. So first hand up. <laughs> Keith's going to see, yeah. Uh, you can't put your hand up before. <laughs> um, so the gifts today are um, donated by uh, myself at Not Another Comic Con, Geeky Brummy, and from uh, Worlds Apart Birmingham. Uh, on behalf of FPI, so we've got Funko Pops, we've got graphic novels, uh, vouchers for Worlds Apart, we've got everything 66 that you could heart, your heart could actually desire out there. There's a lovely copy of Dissectives Comics 1000 if you didn't manage nice. to grab one before it sold out, because it's probably one of the biggest selling comics books that's been out in the last couple of years. And some beautiful stuff. Even a Batman thermos flask, so you can put it on your own utility belt. What more <laughs> could you need? I'm pretty sure everyone in here possesses a utility belt. Yes. So, are we ready for the question? Are you reading it or am I reading it? I'll read Go on, you go for it. Go I'll on. read it out. So, from the Batman 1966 film... That we're about to not, watch. Not the TV series. Name the actors who play... Or four supervillains. Hands up. Keith, you're on the way. <laughs> if I see any phones broken out, it's cheating. <laughs> I've got, pretend I've got a microphone. Yeah. We shall relay the answers, Keith. All four. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Congratulations. Well you won the prize bundle downstairs. Round of applause. Round of applause, everybody. If you come and see us at the end of the podcast, everything's downstairs waiting for you. <laughs> and thanks to Keith. Yes. The host um, with the most. Look yeah. at Keith. Big around. thanks to Keith for running around. <laughs> <laughs> You're coming yes. back. Pete, where can we find not another Comic Con? We can be found everywhere and anywhere. So we are on all the major social medias. So we've got a Facebook page. So if you just go into Facebook, not another Comic Con. If you go into Instagram, we are um, NACC Birmingham. Trying not to break um, the place while we come back, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Don't make any noise. Uh, we are NACC Birmingham on Twitter. We've got a WordPress account. The YouTube is now, as you can see, getting content. So that will be launching, I'm hoping, inside the next week or so. And that will have our, uh, our role in the relaunch of Nostalgia Worlds Apart, footage from today, podcasts that are going to be contributed by Geeky Bromey. So we are everywhere, anywhere. The tickets are all on Eventbrite, so any kind of future events and the co- convention itself, look for it there. It will be um, attached to... What's the date? The date of the convention itself is the 3rd of August at Aston University. So who mark have, that in your diary, isn't it? Put it in your diary. Aston have been wonderful as well, um, and, and they've done a lot to kind of help put this on. So thanks to Aston as well. And you can find the Geeky Brummy podcast. I'm going to hand over to my two co-hosts. Um... Where can you find? You can find us on. <laughs> you can uh, find us on uh, geekybrummy.com. You can find us on Twitter at geekybrummy, uh, Instagram. We're on Facebook. Um, our podcast goes out every Saturday. Some of the YouTube content you can see on the screens. Big. That's a big screen uh, behind <laughs> yeah. us. Is uh, on our YouTube channel as well. So there's yeah. kind of 
fairly regular content from various conventions in the Birmingham area that are geeky based. So we're, we're Insomnia 64 this weekend. Yep. Uh, we'll probably be doing MCM later on. We'll be covering the uh, Not Another Comic Con. Mm-hmm. I do a weekly comics roundup of books that I like to read. So not necessarily the best books out there, <laughs> but the ones that I like to read. Um, and Lee does his yes, um, gaming uh, when, roundup on the website yeah, every Friday. Yeah, on, on geekybrimmy.com every Friday. I do a roundup of the latest news and releases within video games. And I've just got to say a massive thank you to Millennium Point as well, who've been amazing partners in getting this. And um, they've got the screen sorted. Yeah, got they've the been really, sorted. Been wonderful with us. Yeah, big thanks to Tamara, Rebecca, Mark, Abby. Everybody who's been involved in getting this set up. And this is an event space to hire as well. So if you ever need a gigantic screen, almost who yeah. doesn't? <laughs> who who doesn't need a humongous <laughs> screen? But if you ever need one, uh, it's Millennium Point on Twitter, Facebook, uh, all their details on the website millenniumpoint.org.uk. And remember as well, Millennium Point is a charity, so all their profits go back into the community. They find mm-hmm. quite a lot of STEM, and that's why we chose them as a partner as well for this screening and hopefully many more screenings. But hopefully, big big thank mm-hmm. you to those guys. Uh, big shout out to Worlds Apart as well and FPI, and they've got the next big event, which is both Star Wars Day and Free Comic Book Day. Which is on the fourth of May, in case anyone wasn't aware. So, so we'll, <laughs> there might be a pun in that title yeah. if you think about it really hard. Yeah. So, um, we'll all be down there pushing the convention, uh, pushing the store, pushing the FBI brand, Geeky Brummy brand, not another Comic Con. So, yeah. everyone's going to be there. So, if you want to come meet us down there, come and have some photos, some chats, come say hello. Yeah, come say hello. Mm-hmm. But uh, that is pretty much it for us today. We're just going about to. Have a short break, then it is time to get the stuff on screen. Get well, everybody's rolling, here. Yeah. yeah, the terrible warm act, warm effect is now disappearing. So thank you for enduring that lovely audience. <laughs> and for now, goodbye. <laughs>